Okay, welcome back. Always feel uh, worse if you cancel the share before perm, but that's the way it came out. We were in the last page in the first set, which has the Al Shocham on page four. We're discussing Isaac Mitzvah, Pater Mitzvah, and applications to Talmud Torah and other possibilities, whereas Efshalas is Dayachem or not. We're going to go through the short synopsis of the Al Shocham, which is very informative besides a quick chazara, he also has a big chiddush at the end. Take a look at Sif Lamed Hay, Simon Reish Mem, Sif Kat Lamed Hay, and the Yochashokhan on page four. Kasav Rosh Pachuva. This we saw a few months ago. Av Shetziva Labanai Shalai Dabrem Plani Shalai Yimchaloi, Amasha Asaloi, Azman Plani. You shouldn't talk to him, you shouldn't daven over there. You should keep this machlek is going. And the son would have wanted to make peace. Should he be cheshish or not? Does he have to listen? The Rosh says, It's an iser deresa, if it's bababecha, or lack of haftalech, or both. Unless the person... We're talking about So the person is a Russia, it's a different story, but otherwise the father has no right to ask him. And we discussed at that time, if you remember, how do you define a Russia, when it is his fault, when it's not his fault. And we also discussed the one rare case, the Milchus Olazer, where the son understood and knew the history that the guy really bobbled his father father uh, was sick and he died because of it, part of it, and the Melchus Olaza said, despite this Shuvah Zarosh, you don't have to forgive him if the father had tainas and he's not asking to do an Avera because you don't have to forgive him. And the Raya, if you recall, was from Gol Adam. Gol Adam told him we mamish killed him by Yadayim. Here he did amazing and it wasn't by Yadayim. So, one similarity, one difference, but uh, that's an exception, hopefully. And normally you can't listen. Now we go to the easier, hopefully more common scenario. He's not asking you to do anything wrong. You just need some help with something. Typical kibud of aim, servicing. And at the same time, son has a mitzvah to do. So what is the order? So the Yochel Shulchan says, If the mitzvah can wait and you still accomplish it, no lack of zrizis over here because you're delaying it to do the other mitzvah, keep it Father wants a coffee now, and the mitzvah you're about to do is not a mitzvah of Eris, you do keep it of aim first. Omnam, however, category number two. In my mitzvah of Eris, I didn't kach. If the mitzvah will not be available later, then it depends. Somebody else could do the chesed that has to be done. Somebody needs help across the street. And the mitzvah is clearly there, but your father also wants servicing. And by the time you finish, you won't be able to help the other person. So if even if it's a mitzvah of Eris, if it'll get done by somebody else, let somebody else who doesn't have the mitzvah, keep it up in front of them, do the other mitzvah. If it can't get done, 
Again, this is assuming you did not start the mitzvah of Kibbutz first. If you did, then you're basically Mitzvah Patav Mitzvah. If both of them are in front of you right now, and this presents itself, and at the same time the father asks for a cup of coffee or whatever service it is, and the other mitzvah cannot be done by somebody else, which means it won't get done, the mitzvah of Eris. So then, Yaniach Aviv Yasa Mitzvah. Why is that? Why is the uh, father uh, losing out here? The answer is, So therefore, the father has to do the mitzvah also, as he can't stop you from doing the mitzvah. That's why it's in the same sif. It's just like the father asking, you should have a continue machlekes with somebody. It's an avera, as he can't stop you from doing mitzvahs. Unless, again, you started with the parents first, or it's Eshelah Sedechem, or it's not a mitzvah of errors, and you'll get to it later. So the rules are pretty clear. Vafilu Be'eshelah as we just mentioned, even if it can be done by somebody else in Kfar Hischel, a mitzvah, if you start the other mitzvah, Vayasik Lashama Shazaviv, Desik Mitzvah Mitzvah, and conversely, if you saw the mitzvah Kibar Vayim, you shouldn't stop that to handle the other mitzvah, even though it cannot be done by somebody else, and it's a mitzvah of errors. Mitzvah veres mikri kamal avayis ameis kvaraso kiyetu v'zev. He puts in the brackets yesh la'ayim avayis ameis m'shayel lasa de'achem ha al kolechad mutol. If you remember the Gemara in Kesubis, talks about Levayas, somebody who learned Mishnayos is x amount and learned Shas this and he pasmishayos this like the numbers are out of the stratosphere. So basically, Baruch Hashem, most of the people we know went to yeshiva. The Levayas are never satisfied in terms of the number of the people. So it's, it's really a mitzvah mutol on everybody, which is what. The Al-Hashulchan is being ma'er. Lechayra, that's always a mitzvah she'yev shalas to say de'achem. A friend of mine asked Rabbi Yoshev once, Yishalayim, how they go around with the cars, with the megaphones. Lavaya from Chaim ben Yitzchak will be at Haram Anuchus or wherever they're going. And you can hear it all over Meir Sharam and Gula. And you can hear it multiple times a day and night. And the question is, if you learn the Sukking Subas, most of the Halakha Yidin living in Yushalayim need, you know, 600,000 people as the Levaya. Meaning, the din is, you gotta go unless they have Shishim Riba. So, he asked Rabbi Yashiv, uh, I hear these things quite often, is there a uh, tour? What's the heter? The Minik seems to be, if they don't know the guy, they know he's Jewish and he's probably from. And probably he's a local, and he's going to be buried in Har Menuchah's Har Not everybody buried on Har Zaysim in Shul, but But if they have that going around Meir Sharm, he's probably a member of the neighborhood. So it's clear from the Gemara and Shulchan that you got to go. So he asked Rabbi Yashiv, Rabbi Yashiv gave a very quick and strong answer. He says, if you do that, you'll continue to be, or he didn't say continue, you'll be a big Amaritz. Probably didn't say continue, because it wouldn't accuse him of being an Amaritz. Uh, It'll be a big Amarit, so what's the answer? How do you learn that story? It says, Farish and the Gemara Shokhanarach, you have to go. But if you're in a city, uh, the Gemara was written, they had a village. How big was Sir and Pupadisa already? How many Leviathans did they have a day, a week, a month? See, didn't, it wasn't an all day, all night affair. Yushalayim is a big city, and uh, people come from out of Yushalayim and they're announcing the Levi going to Harazes and Haramuchas. So, if you would potty yourself from learning every time you have to go to the mitzvah, so then you would never get any learning done. Akan is the maisa that I heard over after it happened. Then you could use that for like, uh, you know, all these, you could be packing a couple of shops instead of a shear. 
yeah, that's a call. All these are shaylas. They can't just, you know, it's like with stock money, I always remind people, sometimes they, they the good news is they know about Meister and Chaimish, that's the good news, and they're into it, and they're going to do it. Sometimes the bad news is they just wrote it off in their heads. They say, yeah, I, it's not mine anyway, so what difference does it make? They just give it out indiscriminately. You can't do that. There's a hierarchy, and it's like any other investment. You would do that if you're investing in a stock. You check it out first. So just because you're mechuyiv to give it doesn't mean that you're not mechuyiv to take control and do the absolute best with it and return the investment. So my tushel, if in that case, with the learning and the impossibility of the halacha clearly in this situation would apply but the villages are small then they didn't have levayas every five hours over here the Al-Hashulchan is raising this same issue is as levayas always the answer is yes and if you're in a small village and they have once in a while then it's and it's a mitzvah of Eris and you should have to go because your father has to go so he can't tell you not to go and if you're in Yushalayim and you hear this 20 times a day and every time your father needs help or let's say the situation he really needs a lot of help you say sorry that can't, can't do it uh, not a levaya so I, if it gets to that point then you might have to also ask because the father needs help, uh, nobody else to do it. The, and the father can't tell you not to go to Leviah technically, but if it gets out of hand, uh, then a shayla should be asked. So these are two, neither should be no gap, but they're two good examples where we rarely apply But if the situation is, in your assessment, something that is having a detrimental effect on the mitzvah you're trying to accomplish, because the other mitzvahs, Sometimes you have to ask Shiloh, what is the priority over here, even though the rules are pretty straightforward. That's step number one. Take a look at Lamed Vav, Amru Chazal. Still in prayer mode. So, prayer, Kamen the Megillah, Godot, Talmater, Yesim, Ekibit, which is what we saw in the first few Marmachemists over here, that if he's going out of town to learn, or he's in town, but the Kibit of Aim is affecting his Seder, not just here and there, but affecting the general growth and learning. So then, in certain situations, Talmater is Deichel, learned out from Yaakov Stepping into Yeshiva Shem Vever, Shal Isa and Yudal Shalom Shalom and Yaakov Eitzel Shem Vever, even though he had been learning for decades and decades beforehand already, but apparently he felt for his growth and learning to be something that he needs to learn in Yeshiva Shem Vever. Maybe Yaakov Kamenetsky says he learned Teres Agolos, which he ended up having to use already in Parshish Vayetze. So he stopped in there because he knew he was going to love and it's going to be a rough ride. Why learn Teres Agolos from Shem Vever, by the way? Why can he learn that from Yitzhak Avinu? Yitzhak Avinu probably taught him a lot about Teres Agolos, but Shem Be'ever, Shiva Shem Be'ever, they had the Maserah, Shem Be'ever, they had the Maserah from Dora Nayach and Dora Mabel, where you had to remain a tzaddik among the people that were interested in a very hostile environment. Now Yitzhak Avinu had to put up with that also, but they, uh, Yitzhak Avinu had an Avam Avinu already. They were uh, pretty much alone, and it was even more hostile, hence the Mabel. Yes, Shagiel got the Could you say that there's a difference we learned that he activated every, so there wasn't an active but there wasn't active on the way out challenging the, the there was though Here. because on the way out uh, Rivka a man who told him go to my brother and get a shidduch but Sivur they have to get married anyway but he was already an older man, so okay, without the Tzivu and the Kibbeh, so wait a little longer. 
14 years longer. If his mother told him, go get a shidduch, normally, your mother says, go get a bottle of milk for me. It doesn't mean stopping yeshiva for 14 years. No? So you're remembering correctly about the tail end of how it was tallied up on what triggered the kitrug, so to speak. But Lamaisa, the Gemara has to learn out that these 14 years were not in the cheshman of how he was punished, even though his mother gave him a direct seat to go get married. You were? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if a kid, for example, is in yeshiva, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what age, the Rav can help me define it, but it, say it's a teenage kid, and he's, he feels he'll get a much bigger aliyah and rochnius being in yeshiva versus coming home. Yeah, that's this case. Because it's not a question, it's very hard to almost quantify because it's really the quality issue over the quantity because if the kid is home and your wife has a very large bag of garbage, let's say, very heavy, and she needs Don to, tell him he's on, uh, <laughs> needs him to take out the garbage, so he's always learning, and uh, he can't say, Ma, that's going to take five minutes down the driveway, up the driveway, he can't do it. He's got to close his gemara. If there's nobody else to do it, I, of course I would advise your wife, which she knows anyway, or you, to not ask him. Ask one of the other kids who might not be learning at that point. And if everybody's learning, they've got to ask somebody. She can't lift it. You're not home. Okay. That's clear. You have to close the gemara, and you've got to do it. It's also clear the parents would uh, be wise in never having that happen to their ability because it's a big excuse for the child to be learning. But sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. Here the question is, they don't want, it's not a question of five minutes here, ten minutes here, an hour here. It's the experience. Uh, we've spoken here many times. Chayim Shalev is famous schmooze in the mathematics. The 12 and 12 doesn't equal 24. Coming home from yeshiva on Shabbos is not only the question of the air of Shabbos, time it takes, and then the Shabbos, the Matzah Shabbos, and getting back, depending where they're learning. That's also an issue. It's not only that. It's the break. And the reason why yeshivas have in Shabbos and then once in a while off Shabbos is because the continuity and the overall experience is what's crucial in the growth of the learning. And that he'd be put there from. If he's learning out of town for sure, but even if he's in town, but the in-town is trying to simulate the out-of-town experience, uh, there's a reason they're doing that. It ends up being in quantity a lot more learning often because they have... uh, I remember yeshiva, like it... Go, the suit does an hour and a quarter or tops. You go straight back to the best measures, which is 10 feet away. And then you're there for another few hours. And then you're, it's, it's quantity also, but it's not just the quantity. It's the quality and the experience. And that's a very, I'm glad you actually raised that so I can put that on, uh, on the recording. It's, uh, it's a common point of contention for good people. Parents want to see their kids and kids want to be in yeshiva and parents want them to see it also. But if we take, you know, if we take, um regular kids that aren't necessarily out of town, whatever, in town, let's right. say, and they, they're commuting back and forth, and the kids say, oh, you know, my friend's having, I don't know, a Shabbaton or, or whatever, or a, a, uh, a, a, something with, with, with a real aliyah and ruchni. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say delicately, if the kid's asking my friend's uh, having a bunch, of, a bunch of kids over, guns and guys over, that's usually when you should demand... Uh, yeah, depending on who the friends or the circumstances are, but but if he's having, if it's if it's for his learning and for his aliyah and his in his yeshiva experience and his learning and his general ruchnius, uh, the parents usually when they're from aren't interested in standing in the way. It's natural parents, especially a Jewish mother, wants to see their their children, and there's always that give and take, and the and the child can't ignore that either. You got a part of kibbutz aim is also giving them the nachas. You see them once in a while. So he can't just, in the time of the Gemara, they disappeared when they got married, like, for 12 years at a time. Not just Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva is the most famous, but they, they left for a long time. So that is obviously a sign of a great Sadegis who allows that. 
but often, as with Yaakov, he knew, he knew that his mother wanted to see him back safe as soon as possible. He ultimately wanted to see him married with the next generation of Klai Yisrael, and he still delayed 14 years. That's the Chiddush over here. He felt there was a component that was necessary. It's a pretty, but it's the, a pretty, uh, it's a pretty strong chazak that the kids can go away for long y- periods of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I think they're... Uh, Starting at what age? Bar mitzvah and above? My told me a story once. Um... He was, I don't know, nine? They, uh, he grew up in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. McKeesport was a, was a city with a lot of from Yidin. Yidin, not everybody, when they came to Ellis Island, a lot of them went to the Lower East Side, but a lot of them had to go out to towns that he had jobs. McKeesport is a suburb of Pittsburgh. It, it was a pretty large community. It still has a, a from shul there. And they had no yeshiva. They had no yeshiva, and he was already eight, nine years old. Whatever they had, he didn't need to go to a regular yeshiva. So did some others. Most were not. It was a very gutsy, brave, difficult thing to do. We're talking about, I don't know, late 1940s, I suppose? 49, 50? Like, people weren't doing this. This is America. You know, parents were from, but this is the difference between the parents who were from and said the kids of the yeshiva is the one that didn't, and we see the difference three generations later. So he said he went to Tarvadas. He uh, roomed with his grandmother, who lived in Williamsburg. That was a nice thing, but it was still a grandmother, a nine-year-old kid. You might have sending off a nine-year-old kid. They didn't have, you know, a cell phone. My grandchildren were listening to this. My children listened to the story. They said, uh, were cell phones expensive then? <laughs> cell phones expensive then. You couldn't even make a call. They wrote letters. Pennsylvania to New York? I remember still that it was expensive to call from Brooklyn to Muncie and vice versa. And that wasn't that long ago. Pennsylvania, forget it. They're a postcard here and there, a call maybe once in a blue moon. And they were leaving. They weren't coming home for Shabbos very often. It was like Sukkot to Pesach. And he said, well, he remembers it was hard on him, but it was harder on his mom, my, my grandmother, Reverend's grandmother. And I once asked her about it. She said, yeah, it was very hard. I said, how, did you get used to it? She said, no. I cried when he left, and I cried every night, and I cried, but we sent him. It was a shayla. We're sending him, and he, he went, and he was in yeshiva for the next twenty years, and that was, and that was it. And they sent him to Tervadas, and they sent him. Yeah, and he was in Lakewood. That was hard, but the, that was another pressure to them. And it was only a few other kids in the town. The rest were the Orthodox people there, but not everybody did that. And the difference, uh, you know, mysterious nefesh, going back to the nineteen fifties, uh, goes a long way now. That's the uh, that's the difference. But you know, if the parents are with the program is Gavaldic. And if they're not, then the child has to have a balance and uh, usually have to ask a, a third party who's familiar with what's going on in the family, very familiar with Kibbutz Adonai, because it's, uh, you can't really err in either direction too much. Kibbutz Adonai is important, and Talmud is important. So, the Yeselchaim uh, Zanafeld, I remember uh, in his, um, it's from a long time ago, don't quote me in the exact details, Gersi Diankaser, but he left his mother in Hungary and he moved to Yisrael. When they said goodbye, it was pretty clear to everybody that was the last time he was going to see her. Why did he go to Yisrael? Ruchnius. Wasn't, uh, wasn't for a vacation. So uh, he was married then. But um, anybody who went to Yeshiva long distance, and nobody could afford to travel much, and they came home. Avshach uh, also was rarely home, and he was in Yeshiva in, in Europe. And he came up to see his mother, and he has a whole moving account on how he, he got to come home for three, four days. It had been years, years. Avshach is the one who... Went the winters without a blanket, without clothing. That's why he became Rav Shach. And uh, he did it despite 
if you have the situation. And um, when he left, his mother was, uh, he and his mother, was very emotional because there was a very good chance he would never see her again. And that particular night, they never saw her again. But we're talking about the people sitting in the greatest, uh, both his mother and him, sitting in the greatest uh, departments in Olam Haba for Masiva's nephews like this. But it's not, it's not easy, and it wasn't easy for Rifki Manu either, for this uh, discussion. Uh, if you remember the Gabayan Chumash, by the way, exactly was running out. It's a, she was like talking about why should I lose you both in one day? You know, run. That was the goodbye. You know, go, go, go to your father, get a quick bracha. It wasn't a quick bracha. It was a bracha under pressure, but the bracha was for the Rukhli Sakai Israel as opposed to the first bracha, which was the Gashmias. And then he left. She didn't know whether to see him again. So the anticipation that makes the Kiddush more powerful here. The anticipation was very palatable, and he still had the heter and the schus, and he felt the imperative to stop for 14 years. That's a. Makes it a much bigger chiddush that, that just the understanding the backdrop of uh, of the emotions that were going on over here. So let's continue again. Lamed vav Amar Chazal said Parikan the Megillah Gadol Tamater Yetsi Mekibud Av Aim Shalaisin Yudal Shanim Shalom Ad Yaakov Eitzel Shem Veiver La Nenesh Al Kibud Av La Chaim Im Rotsa Leilech Lo Mudbi Iracheres Yachal Leilech Again Lav Dafka Only Iracheres But Common Scenario Shaloi B'Shos Avimo Even If They're Not Too Happy About It. Again, the question I've dealt in certain situations, pretty sticky, that the parents want to know, okay, um, tell me he has a right to go, do I have to pay? Uh, it depends on the Shaila we discussed last week. When is the father finished his mitzvah Talmud Torah? So certain sheets say chumish, and others, like the Mahaber, paskins that it's kolotar kula, or at the point he can learn kolotar kula, which might mean the equivalent of first year best measures, second year best measures, third year best measures, second year kolotar uh, 11th grade, depending, depending on the child and the, and the scenario. And then, yes, he has to pay if the child needs this l'chayra for his education, even though we saw that the Nitziv said, made a comment that he doesn't always have to pay if he's just doing it for the enhancement. He has a right to go, but if he could learn here, the father can't stop him from going, but he doesn't have to pay for that. That was the Nitziv's chiddush. So I have a feeling that's a machlekes. Venira mizeh. Now, listen to this fabulous diak. I thought it, it, it sounds like a chiddush, but uh, we've seen echoes of it before. Near Mizad, the says, Kshaharlech, the mitzvah acheres. You're not going for Talmud Torah. It's only had to buy Talmud Torah. If you're not going for Talmud Torah, Tzarech Rishus Avivimoy. Then you have to get Rishus. And we just finished saying that if you have a mitzvah of Eretz, you got to go anyway. And if it's Yisrael Lassusai Deacherem, the different rules and regulations. And you need, if the father needs you right now, then you need both mitzvah of Eretz and Yisrael Lassusai Deacherem. Here, the Choshavon says, you can't leave like leaving town for a long period of time, unless you get to Rishut for another mitzvah. What's the raya? Because it only has a heter for Talmud Torah. Are you going for a mitzvah? The answer is you're not going for a mitzvah. Apparently you're leaving, you want to move to, uh, to the Midwest, you can do lots of mitzvahs. Not Talmud Torah related. They needed some help in the Chavik Nisha, you're moving there. Is that mutter? So Hashulchan says, this could be Nogeah. Then you need the Rishut. Come to your panasa, you don't have to ask for shus. If you need panasa over there, and you don't have any over here, not just you make a lot of money here and you need another few hundred thousand dollars. If you need panasa, and they, the only job opening is in Houston, a nice community, and you want to go, and uh, they can't stop you. This is a very important chiddush. Even though you're going through a mitzvah, but it's not Talmud Torah. And if it was any mitzvah, the Gemara wouldn't have had to limit only by Talmud Torah. 
So you can't go out, again, unless that's your panasa and that's your callings, that's going to be your job. But you can't just go out and leave for days or weeks or months if they need you and they're not masking. Often they'll be masking. They're thrilled they're going to do mitzvahs. But if they need you, then you can't just say, well, I'm going to go do training over there. No, not panasa, just for, I'm going to train the whole chavik disha there. Get the... You've got somebody else to train them. You don't have a right to take yourself out of the matzah. Not a question of two mitzvahs in front of you. Now you've got to see, is that a mitzvah of Eris and Yeshua Lazlai The Eisig be mitzvah, patah mitzvah. Why the Eisig says, right now you're a mitzvah. Ah, you're not a mitzvah right now, the second. The answer is, if you're around the parents, you have the ability to do mitzvahs. If you leave, you're taking yourself out of the matzah. You're not going to do that without a good excuse. Parnas is an excuse. If it's a real need, there's no other way to do it. Tamatar is a good excuse. If this is the best option for his learning, the Yochashogel says it doesn't apply to all the mitzvahs. The Yisrael mitzvah patah mitzvah ve'eich yaza mitzvahs kibah v'yitol mitzvah acheres. Even though the Chiddush Yerush he's not doing the mitzvah right now, but in general, if he leaves, he's not going to be able to be around to help them. And if they're uneasy about that, or you should know they're they're uneasy, then you can't go. So two atayim panos and tamatar. The Yochashogel says it stops there, which is a pretty important Chiddush. Okay, Mitzvah Shem. We'll continue with the next copy tomorrow night if you can do better on them again.